Folks, this is a great review that I just love about Fun Parts. And because it's kind of fun to do, I want to read it in my Fun Parts After Dark voice. Hey there, listeners. This is a review titled, Thank You, All Caps, Five Stars. This podcast is pivotal in the total deconstruction and reconstruction of faith. It gives so many enlightening and thought-provoking ideas and scenarios that help you to discern your way through years. I'm talking years of misinformation. <laughs> oh, that's such a great review. Thank you, you, whoever got, this person is. Thank you, Maria Rachel Smith. <laughs> Maria Rochelle Smith. Sorry for reading your voice in a very sultry Randy accent. Voice. And Randy. But really, you guys help us help you <laughs> help us by leaving a review anywhere you listen to this podcast that'd be great so we have made it once again <laughs> to the end of what for other folks feels like a season for us feels like an emotionally exhausting weekend yes of diving deep into trauma, into like theology, into uncomfortable conversations for some Sex. of us. Yeah, that's the word. I'm <laughs> so how are y'all feeling? Tired. Exhausted. But good. I feel positive. I hear it. I oh, hear it. You just, just lit up a cigarette. <laughs> you just lit up a cigarette. And yeah, I'm so like, <laughs> like you're feeling the afterglow, really. If I smoked, <laughs> I'd smoke right now. <laughs> From Milieu Media Group, this is Fun Parts, an exploration of sexuality and spirituality for anyone who's curious or convinced there must be more. With your hosts, Becky Patton, Latifa Alatas, Ashley Lusink, Luke Bronner, and me, Steve Weens. You know, I'm exhausted and I would... It's so interesting to do this all at once, and if that hasn't come through, we record these in two or three days, and so it is exhausting. But I'm really proud of the work that we have done this season. It feels rich and accessible and really, like, we engaged, and that's why we're exhausted. But mm. I feel good. Yeah. I'm kind of sad. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit sad. When I get to have these kind of conversations, I feel alive. And I feel very grateful that you can hold things with me and push back and we can explore language together. So I'm kind of sad to see it end. And yet I am exhausted, <laughs> but I'm actually feel this incredible well of just gratitude because I get to see, I mean, we haven't all been together for six months and now we're all together and not that we haven't been in communication, but there's this element that we're carrying together something of hope and I need to see your faces and be with you. And it, I feel like I just got a shot of, oh, okay, there is hope. We're all carrying this hope for something more mm -hmm. for people. And I don't have to carry that alone one, but getting that shot of, oh, we're in this together. And I also want to say a huge thank you to our partners and I mean, our physical partners, not that we wouldn't love to have partners on this show, you know, <laughs> I'm not a marketer. I don't know how to do all that, but it costs our partners something for us to be gone, for us to be this engaged. 
And I couldn't do it without the support that I have from my community, from my partner yeah, and from, same. and that's Seriously. a really important piece. I just want to, it costs somebody something for me to be here. Yeah. Yep. And this beautiful home that someone has just donated to us and said, here, use this. You can have this home. Yeah, it's gated. <laughs> it's the they literally gave it to Here's us. The deed. I know. And, <laughs> well, but they gave us this home to record in, yeah. and it's in a beautiful setting, which impacts how we respond. With it is fantastic coffee. And, <laughs> and beds. Yes. Oh, my gosh. To sleep well in a place that isn't your own home, it is like I, I feel cared for. And we've. This Huge time gift. chose to have somebody come and cook for us. So we're like there and we're in it and I feel fed. I feel cared for. And so I feel really grateful because I feel like we've all gotten to pour out our hearts and risk and explore and create something together because we've been able to be really here. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'm feeling. That's a really long answer. Sorry. Becky, you actually gave me language a couple episodes back for what I'm feeling and I just needed a little time to process it. But I realized last night when we were having dinner, I have stretch marks here too. Like that is what this conversation is giving me. I will leave here with like, it is really, really difficult to engage with some of this stuff for me, but I'm ending this season. I ended last season. That's the experience I'm having is like, there's this evidence now that I can look at and remember and be different because of it. And so I'm leaving with this sort of emotional, spiritual, sexual stretch marks. That sounds awful. God. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Could you say that one more time? No, not ever again <laughs> in my life. But, and I talked about this in the episode leading up to season two. I'm also leaving recognizing a tendency in myself to forget and to like, to not remember and so that I think what I want to do as I leave this moment, and it's funny, by the time this releases, I will know whether or not I did this, but is to really be active and intentional in the moment of like the high from this, you know, the camp high I talked about to like make some changes and enact some intention in my life that I can't undo. Does that make sense? Like I want to yeah. create the habits in this moment so that hopefully they will last through to the next mm -hmm. step forward that I get to take in my journey, which is not just my journey. It is a journey for myself and my partner, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at right now. What I love about that is, you know, the plight of humanity is forgetfulness. I think, I think there is like divine remembrance infused in our DNA. It's about remembering who we are. Remember, remembering that we're loved, remembering that we're, worthy of being loved, connection. And I think what you're talking about is integration. Like that's one of the most essential companions, I think, to a healing plant medicine journey, which I referred to earlier in the season, is you can have the experience and learn so much and so much is revealed and you feel awoken to things that you didn't think you could awake to. And then it's the work, the labor of integrating what you learned and creating a practice whether it be daily or weekly, and that practice could be integrative breathing or conversations with your wife or friends, or, I mean, I know you're going to be editing the show, but the integrative practice afterwards to continue the act of remembrance of what was learned has been, I know for me, essential in my healing journey. Yes. Because if I just have the experience and then leave 
and don't do any, and some people it's journaling. I mean, there's so many different things you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible at journaling, so I will not be doing that. But well, I, I think yeah. one of the things that has been such a tremendous help over the course of these in-between months of trying to remember has been the feedback that we've gotten from mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. Both, I don't want to even call it positive and negative. It's all positive. Even the ones who have really struggled with some of what's been said on the show. Mm-hmm. It's been positive to me in knowing dialogue that did not exist in my life at the very least with anyone exists now. And I, I think that has been the experience for so many people. I think there have been people who found healing through the show. There have been people who have found things to really wrestle with in the show. They found language in the show. I have found language, new language in the show. And so thought it would be great as we wrap up a second season to maybe share some of either the specific feedback or the types of feedback that have been encouraging, not just encouraging like stroking our egos, but encouraging the dialogue to continue. Yeah. Like there's people who said like, I didn't feel represented or you're not talking about this and that's all good information. Mm -hmm. And it's value. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we want that. Yeah. So what have you heard from the people in your circle? Well, I want to say I appreciate any of the feedback we get, but one of the things that has been so helpful to me personally is to see people who are willing to enter this dialogue, not with saying, wow, this just stroke my ego, which I will say my ego is very grateful for those things at times. Mm-hmm. It really is because oh, yeah. this is like, you feel like, oh my God, I've just shared this out in the world and I need to have some sort of feedback. But the thing that is most encouraging to me when I see people go, oh, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. So I'm going to share, we keep every comment we get, if you send us a comment, Mm -hmm. we keep it very much in a protected place. It's not shared in a way that would reveal anybody's name. So I want to say that even as I read this. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I got. Even with each other. Even with each other. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we are even with each other, unless somebody has shared it publicly on our thread or I don't know what all those things are called. You got it. Digitally. Mailbag, I think is what it's called. Is it? No, it's not. It's not a mailbag. I have no idea what it is. You guys are, you guys are all the digital (laughs) gurus. Anyway, but what we do is we keep protect. I just want people to know that their comments are protected. So I got this, I'll say on Twitter. I don't even, is that? (laughs) It wasn't. Okay. I'll say it through. What's it? The mailbag. It came came through the mail set. (laughs) Came through the mailbag. Came through the mailbag. Okay. Can we call it the mail sack? The mail sack. The mail sack. The mail sack. That's a good idea. Okay. So I got this one and it is just very dear. It says, wow. Spinoff podcast. The mail sack. (laughs) Ahoy. Sorry. Keep going. Okay. Bring it back. (laughs) We want to appreciate our listeners. Uh, Wow. Fun parts. I'm reeling and sad and relieved and wondering and wishing that I had learned this opposite side of what I was always taught much earlier. I'm in my 70s, survivor of abusive marriages, lots of shame. Listening to your podcast is a gift. It will take me some time to process the quote-unquote religious aspects to do my own work, even at this age, but I will do that. I love that. That is amazing. And I just, to me, there's repeatedly here, one of my favorite when I was doing a workshop, this man came up to me at one point and he goes, where were you when I was in my twenties? And I go, I wasn't even a twinkle in my parents' eye then. <laughs> you know, I mean, because I have yeah. to be honest yeah. and it's like, I hear that repeatedly. Why couldn't I have had this information? But I want to say it's never 
too late mm. to experience the gift of our body, to experience the gift of, yeah, I, we can't, it's, there's a juxtaposition. We have to hold the pain of what is lost, but the hope that there is something more. And that juxtaposition that we hold is a tension, but it is also a gift. These bodies are always a gift. So I love that. I got one hours after our first episode released that I've held on to. This is a text from a, a longtime friend who I don't stay in really regular contact with. We see each other a couple times a year, maybe, but he's a person who I really, really value his opinion. I really, you know, I cherish the friendship, even while we don't communicate a ton, we live in different cities and, but I actually really love this. He says, I enjoyed the new podcast episode one. I may have missed it. Are any of the panelists parents? And I know it's early, but I'm curious, is there anyone on the panel with opposed opinions or belief? Honestly, from what I'm hearing, and I may be wrong, everyone there seems to be on the exact same page when it comes to what they believe. I know you are different and where you are with it, but I get the feeling you agree with everything they say. It would be beneficial for some, I feel, that may lean toward how we were raised in a purity culture to hear a discussion between people that don't agree. I don't feel everyone is represented. P.S. Love you, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I love that because for a couple of reasons. One, this person doesn't realize <laughs> that I am on the same page in just about every way, certainly with regard to this conversation as you all are and not with what we grew up in. This is a person who I grew up mm. in the same theological space with, mm -hmm. same church. So it was really interesting way for me to get to say to him like, Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, I don't believe the thing that we were raised with. I love it also because it started a conversation with us where I was able to say some of that, but where we were able to get into like, he doesn't understand. He didn't under understand in that moment, like how I received the messaging I received. And he didn't, and he's like, that is not the messaging that I received. That's really interesting. And I think oh, wow. that's important to say that like mm -hmm. the simple fact that we grew up in the exact same religious space does not mean that we got the exact same messaging. There are so no, many things right. that factor into mm -hmm. the experience that we had. And I'm so thankful that he didn't grow up and kind of come out with the same shame that I did. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. Me too. Yeah. And that, and that is just, that that's also helpful for me to realize, like I don't get to put blame on the religious space in which I grew up. It's just a combination of factors of like my particular wiring and the particular messaging and my ability to process that information and compare it to the experience that I had of the world. Mm -hmm. Those are where the shame came from. That's where my, what I would have to call trauma came from. And it doesn't necessarily look the same for every person just because they grew up in a similar environment. And I think that's really freeing actually. I think that's true, but I have to say that I do think there are things in the system Yes. Like specifically inside the Christian evangelical American system that are harmful. And although it might not have communicated harm to all people, the system itself is designed and there are harmful things I would just declare as harmful. Yes, I do agree with that. One of those would be patriarchy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just to list one. So I do think it's there pretty are... pretty big one. Yes, yeah, a pretty <laughs> big one. I think there are people who the system, it just, it worked for them, which doesn't make them bad. I'm also glad that they don't carry the same little T or big T trauma, but it doesn't mean that like patriarchy is safe. Yeah. This person is a straight white man and- And that's okay. And that's fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying yeah. the system, he will have had a different experience in yes. the system, yeah. as did I, yeah. from that of other people. And 
I mean, I think that's. Yeah, I just wanted to point that really, for like listeners who are listening and they're like, "Wait, but that really." I, hurt I actually me. want to dive into that a little yeah. bit if we can, yeah. because we talk about patriarchy on the on the show, mm-hmm. and I don't know that everybody knows how to identify what that means mm-hmm. when we talk about it as a system. Because nerdy thirty, nerdy thirty. Yeah, can we do a little nerdy thirty? See, I know you said you're tapped out, but no, man, just, I'll just go there. Tap into tap patriarchy. In. Just tap That's in. Not a big one. <laughs> I'll tap that <laughs> to end up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I think we were talking about racism the other day together, and we were saying that that's a system whereby the dominant culture benefits and people of color are oppressed. And it's not that, are you a racist or are you not a racist? It's if you're a white person in America or anywhere, you are in a racist system where you are benefiting, you have explicit and implicit biases against that. Patriarchy is very similar. It's a system. So, you know, yes, we can see certain people that exemplify the values of that system. Men, white men who oppress and victimize and are entitled, you know, but patriarchy is not a person. It's a system. Mm -hmm. And system is air. That is just Mm -hmm. like, you can't say, well, I don't breathe in that air. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do because you live there. And so patriarchy is the system whereby particularly white men are entitled. And I say are entitled because I don't think it's just feel entitled. They are entitled by the system to get what they want when they want it and to control through power and manipulation. And that sounds super intense because it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a system that oppresses and weaving our way out of it is not just about being woke or posting this or posting that. It's about doing the very difficult work of noticing. Let's do noticing, naming, and nurturing. Noticing mm-hmm. where I am involved in it, naming the pain that I have caused even by my participation in it. I'm a white male. And then doing the nurturing work of there's got to be a different way, you know. And it's not by shaming myself that I get out of patriarchy, you know. And I don't think you get out of it. And because of my pastor, I'll say people can read the Bible. And because of when it was written, it's a series of poems and letters from all different genres written in the Bronze Age, and so it certainly sounds and is at times. It supports patriarchy, right? Now, the interesting thing, this is the last thing I'll say because uh, I feel like I'm preaching now, but the, the Bible is also, if you really look at it, the only enduring literature that's written by the people that l- consistently lose. <laughs> They're on the losing side, and the heroes in the Bible are flawed, really like, whoo. And so if we remember that this is a story about a, a group of people who are continually oppressed by empire and power and somehow endure, the trick is if you're part of dominant culture, when you read it, you have to realize, oh, I'm Pharaoh. Oh, I'm Egypt. Oh, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and that's my place in the system. 
So boy, that's a mouthful. And you certainly dropped the coin in the slot and I can talk for hours about this, but <laughs> I think it's, it's actually important. worth saying a little bit more too, as a person who, and Latifah, you talked a lot in season one about having a complicated relationship with the Bible and yes, I didn't I still do didn't really chime in, but yeah, me too. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that's really hard for me to say because I've also known a deep, deep love for the Bible. And part of that journey for me was into like really, really caring about context, the context of scripture. And that's, there's lots of resources that I would love to point people to, but patriarchy is a thing to understand about scripture. If you're going to read the Bible and even if you view it as the inerrant word of God to revere that, collection of books is to one is to understand the context of it. Part of that context is patriarchy and to not canonize that thing. So like mm. understand patriarchy exists when you're reading it and how you interpret the words from that collection of books, but don't canonize that thing. You are not meant to take that from it. I think that's really important for people like my friend here who maybe have struggled with some of the place, you know, I don't want anyone to be able to write us off as just like, well, they're just progressive Christians or they're just progressive, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. they believe politically, <laughs> theologically, whatever. I don't want people to have the freedom to just disregard what we're actually encouraging here. And that is dialogue around participating in a conversation that doesn't receive much attention. Yeah. Well, is it okay if I Please? interject? I have two thoughts. One, I will allow it. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> that was a good didn't you? <laughs> but uh, I want to say also, just because the Bible was written by people who were losing it, doesn't mean that they were also instilling systems of patriarchy in yep. their own culture. Yep. And so it's the Hebrew people were still doing that, and they were mirroring the systems that they understood and knew and lived in. On top of that, I also just want to say that like we actually all don't agree on everything. No. We are in different places yeah. in our spiritual faith. Like I said at the beginning of the season, I'm sort of in this expat community, I feel mm -hmm. like, of Christians. And it doesn't mean I've left everything behind that I've learned growing up in regards to my Christian faith. There are elements of deep beauty and truth that have completely run through that and are still running through me. I'm just not really sure how to identify right now. Yes. And I don't really care. You it, don't have to. I, yeah, this is it. I just I just don't care because like whether you take the Bible as an inerrant, I always say inherent, <laughs> um, like word of God, and I just don't, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we see each other, that we're present with each other, that we make space to hold and hear one another. Yeah. And that's what I actually really care about. I think it could come off like, oh yeah, they're all on the same page and they're all just yes men, women, you know, like, but it's more that we're just holding space with one another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't need to interject my opinion that where I disagree. Like yeah. we've had people write, you know, in about asking about poly relationships or asking about like different relationships on the spectrum. And, you know, we've had conversations off mic where we're like, kind of just talking about it and figuring out how we feel. And I'm glad that we're going to have interviews that have aired, I'm assuming already this season, with some different people who come from different experiences and, and spaces in their sexuality, their identity. But yeah, we have a lot of similarities in that we're all heterosexual, cisgendered around the table. We're not all married. We're not all parents. There's a mixture there. But we just love each other. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to so say. I was going to say, we just like each yeah, other. We do. Well, and we and affirm the humanity in one another. That's and what we're in doing. all of those people, regardless yeah. of whether or not we agree. So yeah. the folks who are 
maybe in a far more conservative place or just not ready to take this journey. We affirm your humanity. People who are farther mm -hmm. along than us absolutely, and maybe don't feel represented yet or maybe won't feel represented by this show. We yeah. affirm your humanity. And like it's that okay. is what matters. If you hate the show and you don't want to listen to it anymore, that's not just okay too. My intention, and I believe it's the intention of the people on this table, is to not further harm. But I mm -hmm. also can say it's possible that I cause harm with something that I say on the mm -hmm. show. And I am really happy to look at those things and come back and address it if I need to from this point forward. Mm -hmm. But my heart in sharing my own experience is never to say, in order for me to love you or accept you, I need you to love and accept everything about my experience. And I also need you to live that same experience yeah. and be in agreement with me. I don't need that. I don't need that from you. Your belongingness exists with me because you are infused with the goodness of the divine. And I believe that about you and I believe that about me. And that's what really matters. I'll speak up when I also think that harm's being caused, but we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. And it's going to be a little messy. And this is, is a messy. topic that is so... Oh my gosh, it's such a messy it's topic. It's fiery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and fire can burn or fire can create life. And you say that all the time, Becky. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I'm a fire sign, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> we actually just now, as we were talking, had someone comment the following on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Just now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. like, like just now. And it, and they said, I've listened through this podcast now up to episode number five, Abstinence, Monogamy, Marriage, and Wholeness. That was the title of the episode. You guys have cooked up so much food for thought so far as I've tuned in. In this episode, you all mentioned having the right theology surrounding this topic. For someone who may not have much exposure to theology, what does God say about abstinence, monogamy, and marriage? Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> What does God say? I mean, what does the Christian church say? I, yeah. There's so yeah. many answers I could say to that. But what I want to say is like, I love that. I love that comment. Yeah. And I think it's worth addressing and just saying one more time, like, we don't have those answers. Mm -hmm. I don't, we don't. I, I don't mean, know I, the answers. We are not a source of answers. Matter. We are I mean, just trying to foster conversation. Well, and I want to say what I hear in that question is, wow, what are you guys actually talking about? Because I don't have that information. Mm -hmm. And so part of that, I want to say, some of what we are talking about is the construct within religious settings that each of us have grown up in some form of religious setting. And part of it is we're trying to, we're acknowledging that there has been pain there by a lot of people that have said, God says this. And I just n would never feel comfortable saying mm -hmm. God says. Yeah, my, me I, I just don't feel comfortable with that yeah. because I think that anybody who has God's email address and is getting direct quotes from God is actually not really in touch with who they truly are. Mm. Because yeah. in my experience, God can be what God can be. Yeah. <laughs> and God says is, from my experience, <laughs> the words God says, or even the Bible says, but the Bible says, are actually just tools that people use to avoid conversations, not to engage in. Them. I've never known, yeah. I've never heard those words and had it be an invitation into a dialogue Yeah, because it kind of, it's like you're throwing it out there and it shuts the conversation down. And I'm like, I, that's not the God I know. Yeah. I'd rather, I just, it's just not the God I've experienced. I want to well, say, and if we have experience and like leading the wheel of quote unquote theology, which is something Richard Rohr says is you know, like I have friends who waited, they were abstinent, they abstained from sex until they were married. They got married, they're still married, 
they have children, they love their spouse, they have healthy sexual engagement and Mm -hmm. sexuality within the context that the church told them was God's best design for these things. So then I look at my life. I did not learn about healthy sexual engagement and healthy sexuality in my marriage, which I waited for. I abstained from sex and a lot of sexual play before I was married. And it was not in that place. It was post-divorce. It was a couple short-lived interactions with like a couple guys that gave me some a start to something that I was like, there must be more. And I'm grateful for that. And they were safe interactions, which I'm also grateful for, where I'm really starting to learn about healthy sexual engagement. And I've kind of shared a little bit over this past season. So that's not the same experience as my friend whose mm-hmm. experience fit in to the mold of the theology of the Christian Evangelical American Church. That has been canonized once again. I should also say why again. Evangelical yeah. Christian American Church, too, because there's all these other segments of this. So yeah, I'm not comfortable saying, well, God says this. I just... Man, the one thing leading like the front of my wheel right now is like honoring each person, holding space for each person, absolutely standing up when I believe harm is being caused, but doing my best to really integrate, listen to my body and respect the body in the presence of somebody else. I mean, that's just the best I can do right now. Mm. That's pretty freaking good. Oh, mm-hmm. looks Namaste. great on you. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been thinking about scripture and our tenuous relationship with that. And I feel like that's been so much, I I feel like that's probably a collective at this table too, because it's been used in such a particular way. And throughout this whole journey for me, one of the most pivotal moments in my life was getting the opportunity to study the creation story from the rabbinical Hebrew lens. And at the same time, what was really interesting was I was also doing like yoga teacher training. And it was like this unique moment in time where I was learning something from a completely different ancient wisdom and then also like relearning this narrative. I think starting to realize like, oh, the evangelical Christian story is one story. Oh my gosh. You know, like, and so to start to see that there's actually these threads that are true throughout all ancient wisdom texts. And it's so much more open and inclusive and honoring of the earth. Mm. and honoring of humanity in these things where like I think about how I mean, we don't have time to talk about it today or whatever but there's just something about like these nuances that have been used to further patriarchy and then when you start to dig in and go like wait a minute there's something so much richer and deeper in what actually resonates on like this soul level and you go like mm. this actually makes sense within my body mm-hmm. and that for me was just this huge shift and I think it's not like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's starting to like understand like where were their influences over time. Like I remember being in Israel several years ago and being in front of this ancient sacrificial altar altar, and realizing like how much influence the Greek narrative had over like the New Testament narrative. And I was like, holy shit. What was intended got covered up by a cultural like what was happening in culture. It's happening. Right. And so it, yeah. will we do the work and enter in and actually start to understand where did this language, where did these things come from? Instead of just saying like, well, it says this in black and white in my Bible or maybe red, mm. but let's understand what's actually deeper and where from the New Testament was that actually connecting back to the Old Testament? Because let's remember Jesus was Jewish. So there's like 
he's referring back to these ancient stories. And so I just think there's so much more to it if we're willing to engage and not just put a Band-Aid on and say like, this is, God says. there it is. Yeah. yeah. They're basically not spiritually bypassing. Yeah. Like when you get yeah. curious about something or in your body, you're like, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. That notice that. Yeah. Just no- noticing. Yeah. Nurturing. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's dehumanizing mm-hmm. someone, or I just even think of creation as a whole. Like yes. I, that's something that we, I mean, we could talk about also is like just how we have life. tried to have dominion over and conquer and what that's done versus the tend to and care like we were talking about earlier. And so I just think like, I don't know, there's some things where when we talk about the peace we're all experiencing within ourselves, I think there's something also where it's doing that work and feeling those things become true because I I now feel it in a way that I can see it in the text, but I had to do the work to unravel. I love that. So as we sort of land the plane for this season, I would love, similar to what we did last season, to just kind of hear what are you taking away from this season? Like where are you from here, each of you, where are you going? I sort of mentioned this. I'll just go ahead and say for me, I'm going back with this recognition that the work continues beyond the feeling that I have right now of like, I feel super like motivated to like work out all this stuff that's wrong in my particular life. But I'm going back knowing that like this feeling will fade and the work has to continue. That's mm-hmm. the the work that is before me right now. Latifa, how about you? Mm. I'm feeling really connected to people I really love. And that's been really continually grounding for me as I have been pretty open this season about my healing journey. And I'm feeling really empowered to continue to be myself. Mm. And I I said this last night, you know, I spent years kind of managing the expectations of people in the space that I've been creating music or been living in for a long time. And, And I told myself it was an act of hospitality. But what I realized was I was sort of subconsciously shaming myself through the projected expectation of these people. It's a big sentence. Um, I don't want to do that anymore. And I can still be hospitable and love people, but I can also love who I am and feel unashamed about that and feel grateful for the things in my life that have brought healing. And so I'm going to continue to integrate that. I'm going to continue to keep breathing and I'm going to continue to be really grateful for the lesson of like, being held, but also getting to hold space back. And it just feels really good. I love that. I love, it's funny. I keep thinking like, and this is true for all of us, I think, but but I'm going to say it to you is that like the insight that you offer folks into your spiritual life that you've done for decades, your sex life, which you've done through this show, your healing, which you've done it through every avenue. No one's entitled to that access. None of us are entitled to that access. It's nobody else's business. And so my hope is that people can approach that and accept that and receive that as a gift that you offer and not as a thing to which they are entitled, certainly to have an opinion about, let alone to know about. And so as a person who is not only your friend, but a longtime fan of yours, I'm thankful. the friendship, not the fanship. (laughs) Oh, well, then I'll take a refund. um, (laughs) I love your friendship. Yeah. People can have feelings and I can honor their feelings, but mm-hmm. I don't need to own them. And that's okay. Love that. Yeah. Steve, how about you? What are you how are you leaving besides exhausted? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, I think I know the invitation for me, and I've felt this bubbling up for a few weeks, but this time together has cemented it, is a real invitation into treating myself with much more tenderness and compassion Mm -hmm. than I have in my life, which I think means a lot of things, but it means gentle practices that help me drop down into my body more, Mm -hmm. meditation, breathing, Mm -hmm. slowing down, Sabbathing, which just means resting and playing. And maybe, you know, I spent a lot of my life in front of a mic in many ways, you know, and there's just, you know, apart from my job and different things, there's probably needs to be some pulling back of that even, you know, pulling back of spreading my message, Hmm. (laughs) you know, it'll come back, you know, but I think I need to be more private these days, Hmm. you know, so, yeah private parts <laughs> i need to New nurture podcast. my nurture my private parts maybe tend no, to them certainly but i want to can i respond to that just a little Please, bit yeah. some of what i hear you saying is you have and i've watched you do this repeatedly you have so much rich i would call seed in you and you are pouring it out and you're sharing it and you are unashamedly offering mm-hmm. incredible advice through your words and through your language and some of what I hear is maybe I need to pull back and see what's growing. Ooh. And that's not, that's Smart. actually wisdom, yeah. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Becky, how about you? Oh. Do you need to wait? No, I just was, I was still there. I was just looking at Steve's field of seed. You know, I'm looking at all those things. Well, I don't mean so it that way. You, you are our Tobias Funke. Yes. You don't know what that means yeah. yet, but. In fields of seed. The unintentional euphemism that comes yes. through Does is it? Okay. the best. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I have no idea who you guys are talking about. Most you, time, by season three, I trust that you will. Okay. Bail us out, HBO. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. What, how are you oh, leaving? I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> she's just in, she's so I'm present. Just, now so I'm just present. like going HBO. That means house builders, house builders organization, organization, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm learning. You're good. You're okay. good. I'm feeling very full, and I'm also leaving. And I don't want to say an urgency that feels too strong of a word. I feel like I am in this place. This feels really vulnerable to say. That's what I'm realizing is I have lived a life that has said vulnerability is okay. I do that repeatedly with people. I invite people into that. I choose to reach out there and do that. I choose to make space to hold difference, even when it's hard. I mean, that's just, that's something that is so very important to me. But this one thing I haven't shared is I got my first tattoo. And I hope by this time I've told you, mom. (laughs) Or that you've noticed. I got a new one too. My mom hasn't even noticed. Nobody, really? I mean, rarely have people even I've noticed. noticed. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. And partly I did that intentionally because I'm recognizing that I think my life goal, and it's so interesting to say that that sounds really lofty, but I'm almost 60 and I'm realizing that the tattoos are, one of them is lament and it represents grief. And the other is laughter and represents like absurd joy. So for me, I'm holding my hands out and these are on my wrist and they're looking up at me. And it's like, I want to be, I'm leaving with the reality that that's my life 
the future of my life, I want to hold that with people. And I want to be marked by it. And that's why I got the tattoos. I want to be marked so that I don't forget. I love last night. Was it last night when I did a tattoo kind of, I wanted to hear your stories with your tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I think tattoos are these beautiful ways of us carrying something that has the potential of being eternal value to us. But I think it also tells something and invites other people to get to see something that's very deep inside of us. And I'm leaving with the reality is this really is my life mission. And you're really good at it. You are great at it. Thank you. You're really good at it. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I have to be ashamed to say that anymore. I love that. Love that. It's beautiful. Ashley, take us home. (laughs) Final final word, mama. Oh, gosh. I know I said exhausted earlier and that is still true, but I had this moment this morning in meditation when I was realizing that I'm a planner by nature. And so as I think about our conversations and the piecing together of what we're creating in the world, and I'm thinking about all these different voices and I realize that I've, I've been someone that's been a caretaker Mm. and I'm so afraid (laughs) um, of leaving someone out and like offending someone. And I feel like, this has been such a vulnerable experience to put out there. And I think about like one of the greatest gifts I got in my twenties was to walk through an experience with my ex-husband, an intimate coming out experience, but to witness the way the world told him how to feel, told him how to be like all these different things. And so that has been the space in my heart that's been carved out. And so when I see comments or different things, like, like people's responses to what we're doing, I feel that. And so as I think about what we're talking about, it's like, have we thought about this for this person? You know, and, and I realized this morning, like, God, I got to let that go. Like, I can't, there's no way to control that. And just to trust the process and to trust what we're creating here and all of that, that it will be what it needs to be. And Latifa, I love what you shared earlier. Like, I think it's part of that, just like, just really trusting. Cause this is something beyond us in so many ways, you know? And so I think about letting go and then, Another thing that came the other day as we were starting this process was that I'm I'm birthing a new self. Mm. And as I think about carrying this child and what it's doing, it's expanding my body, but it's expanding me and who I am. Mm. And to sit at this table and to enter into these conversations. And I think about season one when I would pull up to the mic and I would be physically shaking with adre- adrenaline and stuff. And so just because to- we had no intention for you to be a voice on the show. Yeah, right. It, right. You just came in to right. like be support. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you were kind of because you see the marketing element and all yeah. these different pieces, yeah. and you said that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. And yeah. I kept but thinking, your story is yeah. so rich that thinking, we, it was just no, like yeah, we I, really need I, you. I to wonder, yeah, we actually want you to yeah give her a but mic. It, yeah, yeah, but I I mm-hmm. do yeah. I guess I haven't really said that a lot. Is like I have been part of this because I so believe in what we're doing, but I haven't known where my voice fits. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the work that I, that's been really interesting to see over the course of this time is to settle into myself in a way and become more comfortable with that and to show up, you know, in a different Mm -hmm. way. I think that's part of when I say like I'm birthing new self is like a a comfort level within myself. And I think about there's a, with expansion comes a letting go, which is not just about birthing, but it's about evolving as a human. So I hope that's what this podcast does for people in many ways is allows them to continue to shed things off and, expand and see and know that there's newness available. 
I love that. Me too. So as we wrap up, you know, we're recording this in September. It won't release until early 2021. By the time this releases, we will have had a presidential election. By the time this releases, you will have had a child, Ashley. I look back at the things that happened between recording and releasing and over the course of releasing the first season and the world has changed tremendously. And so I have no idea as we move forward, how the world will change between the time that we say these words and the time they will be heard by those who are listening. But what I would want to say is we want to be in community and in conversation and dialogue with you who are listening. And so the ways that we would invite you to do that in this time is to follow us on social media at fun parts podcast. You can go to funpartspodcast.com and there is a tool there in which you can leave us a message that we would use on the show. You can do that completely anonymously. We just want your voice to be a part of the show. Ask a question. Ask a question. Yeah. Participate in the conversation in actual real ways. We want that to happen. And so that would be our invitation to you We will be back with season three. And so we just want to say thank you so much for listening, for engaging in this conversation. And we'll see you next time. This episode of Fun Parts was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork was designed by the very talented Alan Lusink. Nerdy 30 was composed and produced by Latifa Alatas, and other music from this episode is from the fine folks at Blue Dot Sessions. Check out our website at funpartspodcast.com and be sure to follow us on social media at funpartspodcast. Lastly, if you want access to bonus and behind-the-scenes content from this and other Mill Media Group shows, join our neighborhood at the Patreon link in the show notes. <laughs>